Play is a critical part of happiness for all ages. Because we use the term play for athletes, musicians, actors, lovers, creatives, thought leaders, and problem solvers, add to that, even birds, animals, and fish play, clearly play is not just for children. I wanted a broader definition. Today, I will share my definition, which drives the language we use when we build solid connections. Come join for this fascinating concept in episode two. Are you tired of repeating yourself with your children and wonder why they don't listen? Are you frustrated that your kids argue, whine, or debate with you? Are you afraid you're doing the wrong thing, but you're not sure what to do? Hey mamas, you don't need to stay overwhelmed and exhausted. My name is Dina Lynn Rosenbush, mom, grandma, and speech-language pathologist of over 25 years. In this podcast, you will find solutions to get your kids to listen better, understand the clear communication, and the boundaries that benefit kids, and all while enhancing your relationships. So if you are ready to build deep, meaningful connection and create a more peaceful, productive, and happy home, listen in. Let's interrupt the way you've been parenting so that you can become the parent you want to be. It's playtime. Let's go. Hello and welcome. I hope you enjoy your time today listening to The Language of Play. If you do, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review and a five-star rating. Today, we will learn about play, what it is, why it matters, and why it matters to you. Have you ever considered that play is a multiple meaning word? This means that there are many definitions for the word play. Let's begin by orienting our minds to some of those meanings. Sometimes play means Legos and Candyland, which is what parents are quite familiar with. Play also means creativity, such as in problem solving. I'm going to play with an idea. Sometimes we say, I'm playing, as in, I'm doing nothing productive, when actually we're relaxing our mind with a repetitive task or entertainment or simply a change of what we're focused on, which is very healthy to do. A play in football means the team is doing a planned move. If we play with money, it might be moving around our budget to support what we want to do. Play in gambling means there's risk and you'll put forth a bet or chance. Play is said by lovers as in foreplay. Play is how we produce music such as play the guitar. Play can mean to act or perform as in going to a play at the theater. Play can mean to participate such as I'll play in a game or challenge. Play also means to give leeway. You have extra time, extra margin for room or for error. And sometimes... Play is simply, truly fun, amusement, and entertainment. Whew, that's a lot of meanings, and that's only some from Webster. He has many, many more. No wonder our children can get confused, and no wonder we are sometimes confused. We know these meanings, yet when we think of our children, we default to thinking dolls and trucks, and sometimes we get tired of those. Obviously, play is much, much more. The concept of play became a focal point of how I work with kids back in the mid-90s. It was set in motion for me at one of those continuing education workshops that we teachers go to. They talked about play as the foundation for learning. 
I had a toddler at the time, so I practiced at home. I played with the ideas to learn what they really meant. And as I implemented the concepts with my students, my first understanding of play was fun, like, I need to have fun with my students. Yet play had to include focus and relatability so that the children would learn better. Eventually, I bonded in my idea of play to include enjoyment, focus, and relationship. As a speech therapist and mother, I was teaching language and speech, and this worked. And while it's true, and it is true, enjoyment, focus, and relationship is an important element of play, let's zoom out even further. Over time, I came to realize that playing is a very deep and meaningful part of the human connection. It is part of your human experience. My question became, what word or words encapsulates all those meanings we just talked a couple of minutes ago about? Plus, add in enjoyment, focus, and relationship. I began to understand that play is a critical part of happiness for all ages, just as we see play just a few days after birth. We continue to use the term play for athletes, musicians, actors, lovers, creatives, thought leaders, and problem solvers. Even birds, fish, and animals play. Clearly, it is not just for children. I wanted that broader definition. I searched out how famous people spoke about play or used it in their lives. I noticed that the language of play in various athletes and in relationship experts like Esther Pearl, child experts like Mr. Rogers, and vulnerability expert Brene Brown, and of course, the many experts I listen to in my own field of speech and language development and disorders, all had different words and ways to express what play is. I noticed how they operated in play in their own lives, and I wanted to distill it down. Here is my current definition, working definition, mind you, of play. And if you're a note taker, pause this episode right now to get yourself a pencil because you will want these notes on the refrigerator. And if your hands are busy, you can print a PDF from the show notes below. Here's my definition. Play is exploration, as in wonder. What is that? I want to see. Play is experiment, as in, oh, this is new. I'm trying something new to see what will happen. What will happen if? Play is enjoyment, the relaxing of the brain, being calm and being happy, which the relaxing of the brain allows for creativity. And play is creativity. With a calm brain, you can create. Play is fun. It is something that you find fun, not necessarily the other person. You need to find it fun. Play is curiosity, pursuing what captures your attention. Play is practice doing it again and again and again, just because you want to grow and improve. And eighth is play is imagination. That is to image in your mind. Image. This is vision. This is to create the vision of what you are after. And your brain automatically works towards those things that you imagine. Now these eight words work together. When we apply them to our human experience, our mindset changes. 
our attitude changes. The way we see life changes. We can apply them to our parenting, to our careers, to our daily work, and to our relationships. And when we are able to be in the zone of these eight words, and that means thinking through the lens of these eight words, your life is so much happier. My life is so much happier. And life works better. That leads me to the next question. Why is that? Here's what I think. I believe that happens, and this is why that happens and why play is so important, important, is because judgment doesn't live there. It's missing. Judgment is totally missing. When you look at those words, practice, curiosity, fun, creativity, enjoyment, experiment, exploration, play erases judgment. We don't say when we're curious that something is right or wrong or good or bad. We are simply in the zone of curiosity. We don't judge whether it's good to be curious. We just are curious. And we're learning. When a bird is building a nest and they drop grass along the way, they don't judge themselves as failed. They simply continue their mission. When a one-year-old is learning to walk and fall, they stand back up again and do it again. They just keep going. They don't judge their value or their worth based on performance. That's play. That is what I think exploration, experimenting, enjoyment, creativity, fun, curiosity, practice, and imagination is. That is play. When we get into that zone, it's a great place to parent from. There's room for things not to work for both you and your child. There's room to miss parts and pieces. There's room for messing up. And it is not judged as messing up. It is simply the process. It is simply the learning. I said that as if it is easy, but it isn't. As soon as I judge a thing, I have left play. I am learning new things, like how to podcast and use this technology in front of me. If I stay in the mindset of play, then I don't get mad at myself for erasing or what I don't understand fast enough. If I can stay in the mindset of play, which means keeping these words in my present mind, then I can continue tomorrow what I didn't get done today, and I don't judge me as not good enough. However, as soon as I judge me, I'm out of that play mindset, and I get frustrated and overwhelmed. We as parents experience this on a daily basis with our children. We can enjoy the process of learning and enjoy the process of growing. Of course, your work is also parenting, and this podcast is about parenting, and not all of all of our days will be play. There's no way to stay in that mindset continuously, and we do need to teach our children about true and false, good and bad, right and wrong. They need to be safe, and that is also our job as a parent. These things, the good and bad, the right and wrong, the true and false, do not lead, though, to connection. In fact, with teens, these things can lead to disconnection. Connection happens in how you teach these things. How we teach almost anything can be delivered through play using the concepts of those eight words. 
Let's consider a couple examples. In exploration, we say, Johnny, what happens if? Let's try and see. Hey, Susie, can you creatively solve that problem? Hey, Bailey, what do you need help with? Let's do it together. There are ways to communicate the how using the language that embeds the play into it. Please know that I'm not minimizing the importance of sound judgment. Kids do not have judgment. This is one reason they need parents. We definitely need to teach judgment appropriately for the ages, for their safety, for rules, for the true, false, the good, bad, and the right, wrong. But simply, today's focus is the definition of play and why it's important. As parents, how can you set up a way for your child to explore and experiment with their curiosity? Here are a few examples. However, these are only examples, and you can decide if this works in your home environment, your space, with your timing. A two-year-old constantly pours his water at the table, onto the table, watching the water flow. He's curious about the flow of water, and we as parents get irritated by that mess. Can you give them a space to play with the cup and pouring water? Because that's their curiosity. So maybe extra bath time with his kitchen cups. A five-year-old wants to cook in the kitchen with you. What parts of the meal can you do together with them? Can they stand on a stool or a chair to reach? Can you allow them to wash the dishes? Can they cut with a plastic knife? Can they spread? Can they stir, mix, and pour? Knowing you will need to mop the counter afterwards. Your ten-year-old wants to climb trees. How can you increase safety to allow it? Your 14-year-old is eager to drive. Can they drive a golf cart or lawnmower? Of course, this is parental judgment, too. You know if this can work with your child's personality, maturity, and where you live. Your teen wants to learn about car engines. Can you find a way to dismantle an old car? This might mean using another location. It might mean going to the junkyard. There are so many options. The creativity in play broadens your mind to be able to problem-solve. The problem is, they want something. The solution is, how can we create this, achieve this, learn this, or get this? When you and your child play with ideas to make their curiosities come to life, that is where your connection is built. Do not supply solutions for them. You can't. Can you create a way to enjoy the exploration with them? To curiously be creative with them? Our children come to us in the process of play. They're born in process of growth, of experimenting, of exploring, of watching and learning. Our focus as parents becomes the process, not the completion. In the early years, the only way our children think is in process. Their brains operate in that process. They delight when something's working. It's discovery. It's practice. It's wonder. As they become older, they understand the outcomes better. Still, we know teens do not understand outcomes past Friday. This points us parents to realize this is the degree to which the brains have developed. It is said that our brains are not fully developed until around the age of 26. Our kids do weird things. 
when you see what they do and you understand that the process of brain development is occurring right before your eyes, it makes it easier to realize that that unexplainable behavior can be a hiccup in the brain. It misfires, so to speak, because the brain hasn't fully developed. And actually, with our fully developed brains, we still get glitches now and again, like you and me as adults. Therefore, those words that define play, experiment, explore, enjoy, creativity, fun, curiosity, practice, imagination, create a way to live through the lens of your child's eyes. Those words show how their brains are learning. When we apply those words to our everyday language and the concepts to our everyday life, we'll naturally experience left, less judgment of ourselves and our children. Life can be happier. It can be easier. We will be easier on ourselves. When we see that something didn't work and we do again, maybe not do it again, but we do again, we don't lose our pace. We don't have to judge Oh, it wasn't good enough. When we drop the judgment, we become more capable of creativity. We become capable of problem solving. When we impose those kind of judgments on our kids, they aren't able to be as creative either. They're not able to solve their problems as well either. Parents, I know you want to learn communication and connection strategies that work. That is why you chose this podcast. Allow time for yourself to let these words rattle around in your brain. Play with them. Give these eight words time to sink in. Post them on your refrigerator and consider them. Your ability to play with these eight words, experiment, explore, practice, imagine, fun, enjoy, creativity, curiosity, will change how you see the world. Play is an important life skill for humans. Play is not limited to Legos and laughter. It is not just child's play. It's your life. It's an important part of your life. If you want the free downloadable PDF called Play, click on the link below in the show notes. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode, learning about play, what it is, and why it's important. We are going to use these foundational pieces to be able to develop the language that communicates these things with our children. Ultimately, you find that you communicate these things with your own self as well, which becomes a fascinating part of your own personal growth. Blessings to you all, and thank you again for joining me on this second episode of The Language of Play. Remember, mamas, when you get behind the eyes of a child, you can speak in a way their brains understand. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you feel hopeful and want to hear more, please share this podcast with other parents that might want the same. I would be so appreciative if you would rate and review. You can also connect with me through the email found below.